0: always a pleasure being able to come stand before my brothers and sisters and do what I love to do. And if you know me, I love to speak. <laughs> and if not given a time limit, I can speak for the rest of the day. And many of you guys know that, but no, that, that's not the case. Uh, if you're visiting with us again, we want you to know that you are honored guests and we are uh, happy to have you within our family today. And before we get started, I want everyone to do something for me. And there's a reason for this. I want everyone to take a deep breath Just inhale and exhale. And because of that blessing, I say congratulations, because we're still here. We have come to the end of a year, and for many of us, it has been a rough one. It's been tough, but we are still here. And sometimes we forget that a blessing of God is simply us being able to say, Thank you, I'm here. The title of our lesson today is Hard Fighting Soldier. We are hard fighting soldiers. And when we look at our life, our life has its hardship in basically five areas. There are five areas in our lives that our hardship presents itself. One of those five areas is our spirituality. We have our hardships in there, that's why we sin. That's why we fall short of the glory of God. And that is a hardship for us. A second of these hardships is physical. We deal with things with our bodies. And those create hardship for us. A third thing would be psychological. The way we think, our emotions, our feelings, our actions. That's another hardship that we have. A fourth one, financial. Amen. You never have the money you want. You never have the money you need. There's something with the job. There's something with my education, everything. So those are hardships that we face. And a fifth one, relationships. Spouses, significant others, children, family, friends, coworkers. These five areas represent the hardships that we deal with in our lives on pretty much a daily basis. Hard fighting soldier. The scripture that will be the springboard for our lesson today is 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. Again, that's 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. And this scripture is very familiar to a lot of us, but we learn from repetitiveness. And the more we hear something, then the easier it is for us to recall it and hopefully learn from it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, the scripture says, No temptation has seized you except what is common to men. And God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. This scripture is broken up into three parts. The first part of this scripture tells us that there is no temptation that's not common to men. What that means is there's nothing new that we're going through. And a lot of times we have that attitude that no one understands what I'm facing. No one knows what I'm feeling because I'm the first one. And because of that thought process, we don't want to talk about it. We want it to just build up inside of us. And I'll tell you, that creates stress. And stress is known as a silent killer. You are not the only one. And there's nothing that you are going through in reference to the five areas that we mentioned that hasn't happened before. That is not happening right now. And you won't be the last. The second part of the scripture tells us that God is faithful and that he will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. See, God created us. God has given us abilities and he knows exactly who and what we are. He knows every head on our head. Every hair on our head, that makes sense. He knows us better than we know ourselves. Because as soon as we start going through some difficulty... One of the common phrases I can't take it anymore. I quit. Why me? But God will never put more on you than what you can bear. Sometimes we got to accept the fact that we're a lot stronger than we think we are. Because that's how God developed us. See, when it comes to the five areas that we mentioned earlier, a good day is when we're only facing one of those things. But many of us know a common time, we're going through two of those five, maybe three of those five, four of those five, and in some cases, all five of them. This year has been tough, but life has been tough. But as long as you can say, I'm still here, that's a victory. That's a blessing. And God is still looking out for you. See, it's not meant to be easy. As we go throughout the scriptures, we find all followers of God have faced various temptations. One that we're familiar with that I'll talk about is Job. God defined Job in Job chapter one, verses one, as a man who was perfect, a man who was upright. A man who was God-fearing, and he was even defined as the greatest man on the East. And see, when I hear God describe Job like this, I kind of take the attitude that, man, Job's a whole lot better than me. I would like to think that I'm upright. I would like to think that I'm God-fearing. But I know I'm not perfect. I thought I heard my wife say amen. I'm sorry. I know I'm not perfect, and I know I'm not the greatest man in the East. And see, having that thought process, you would think that God would not allow Job to go through what I go through. But see, the scriptures tell us in Matthew chapter 5, verse 45, that God allows the sun to rise on the evil just like he allows the sun to rise on the good. He allows the rain to fall on the unjust just like he allows the rain to fall on the just. God is not a respecter of people. We are all the same. He loves us all the same. He provides for us all the same. And a lot of times we like to sit and compare what we're going through to what someone else is going through. But we all have hardship in those five areas. See, when the Bible talks about Job... You find out that Job was a, somewhat of a well-off individual. You know, Job had, uh, they listed back there, he had 7,000 sheep. He had 3,000 camels. He had 500 yoke and ox as well as 500 uh, donkeys. He had seven sons. He had three daughters, had a wife, had a huge living area. He had servants and everything. And, of course, we look at that and go, Wow. That's the life I want. He has everything. And see, we kind of have that Disneyland attitude or that uh, a Disney World attitude. I'm sorry, you know, coming from Los Angeles, Disneyland is there. But we have that Disney World attitude that when you have all these things, life is perfect. And we'll live happily ever after. And see, that's our thought process. And that's human nature. But God wanted to show how much Job loved him. And so God allowed Job to go through temptation. Job received a messenger. And a messenger came and said, While all of your kids were at the oldest brother's house, a wind came, destroyed the house, and they were all killed. All his kids were killed at once. And before that messenger left, another messenger showed up and said, All your livestock... Died, dead, burned. And so if you think about the areas, relationship, now it's a hardship. Finances, it's a hardship. And you know all that has a play on our psychology, the way we think, the way we feel, the way we act, hardship. And I can imagine that Job was possibly angry. Why? Because that's human nature. Job was angry. He must, he might have been depressed. He might have been, all these negative things came about, but it's not about that feeling. It's about the choice he made while he was going through that hardship. And the choice he made was to still serve God. The choice he made was to still praise God. Even in the midst of his hardship, of losing these things, he still praised God. But his hardship didn't stop there. Because he woke up one morning and his body from head to toe was filled with sores and boils. Now his physical body is affected. You know, when I think about the sores and boils filling someone's body from head to toe, the the nastiness of that, the pus running out, the pain that you're going through, it makes my neuropathy feel like a vacation. And if you know anything about neuropathy, that's pain 24-7. But I don't think it's anything compared to what Job went through. You know, his wife even told him, curse God and die. I'm sure Job was angry. I'm sure Job had no understanding of why this is happening to him. But the choice he made was to serve God. The choice he made was to still praise God. God. See, sometimes we just have to say, thank you. I'm still here. See, it doesn't matter who you are. There are going to be struggles. It doesn't matter what you are. There's still going to be struggles. There's going to be a fight. But there's a reason for all this. And it's to develop us. It's to build us. It's to create create us to who we are supposed to be for God. You know, life is always about growing and developing. And when it comes to the things here on earth, we understand that. When you're born, parents want you to walk. You stand up. You don't just take off and start walking and running. You fall down. And sometimes you fall down a lot. I know back in my generation, we all remember what it was like to ride uh, ride a bike. For so the first time you started, it didn't always work out right. You did a lot of falling. And even when you started moving, you thought you had it, you got real excited. Uh-oh. You fell again. We go to school. School's not easy. Why? Because we're developing to get to the next level, the next level, the next level. Life is about development. And many times people quit because they say, I can't take it anymore. I can't handle it. But God didn't make us that way because he will never put more on us than what we can handle. But our problem is we don't realize the power that we have. He has created us to be that power, but it has to be our choice, just like it was Job's choice. You know, one of the things that we like to do as human beings, we like to uh, express on how long we've been going through problems. I've been dealing with this for days. I've been dealing with it for weeks, for months, for years. Because when we put a time period on it, it, it makes it sound more exaggerated of the pain that I'm going through. But, you know, God doesn't look at time like we do. Time is something that we recognize. We recognize. But the Bible tells us in 2 Peter 3, verse 8, that a day is like a thousand years to God. And a thousand years is like a day. As we see examples throughout the Bible, when God took the children of Israel out of Egypt, he could have easily snapped his finger and they end up in the promised land. But they wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. The whole situation with Noah... It took Noah, I believe it was 100 years, to build the ark. And then when Noah and his family and the animals got in, it rained for another 40 days and 40 nights. God could have snapped his finger and destroyed everything and started over again. But time is something that we recognize. From Malachi to Matthew, as everyone's waiting to hear from God, it was over 400 years before they heard from him again. See, time is something that we deal with. And God is far above us. And we're not going to understand everything that he does. But we accept it because he's God. And the choice we make is to serve him even in the midst of the difficulties that we are facing. Because he has a reason. And if we love him, if we trust him, then we continue to. To serve him. So maybe that victory is just you waking up in the morning and saying, thank you. Now, one thing we also understand is that when it comes to the fruit of the spirit, we all understand love, peace, joy. But the one we tend to forget is long suffering. That is one of the characteristics that we have. And long-suffering is defined just as the word says. It's not short-suffering. It's long-suffering. That's a part of our life. And even though we may not be, explain, be able to explain all the things that God has us go through or allows us to go through, shall we say, we do recall Romans chapter 8, verse 28, when it says, All things work for the good of those that love the Lord. See, our following God is about our faith. Our following God is about our trust and belief in him. And there are a lot of things that I deal with in my life that I cannot explain. Just like Job could not explain why he went through what he went through. And even in the midst of our discouragement, our anger, whatever it is, we still have a choice. And that choice is to praise God. Well, I will tell you that God does provide some earthly blessings for us. Some earthly rewards for us. And see, the purpose of these rewards is because it is that opportunity to look at a victory, but it's also that opportunity to separate the difficulties. See, one of the things I think of and I hope to never experience is the birth of a child. I will never give birth to a child. But from what I understand, when a woman does it, it's a painful experience. But as soon as that child is placed in her hands, she sees the blessing of God, and all of a sudden, the pain becomes separated. If you think about athletes in the sport that they play, when they win the championship, one of the most common things they say, it was hard, it was a fight, I had to sacrifice, it was a struggle. But when they receive that trophy, all of a sudden, it separates That struggle. And we have that whether, you know, actors and actresses when they get, you know, entertainers, when they get the Oscars, when they get the Tony Award, they get these things, it starts to separate that difficulty. People that have success in business or, or or in their education. You know, you you finally graduate, you get that degree, they call your name, you come up on stage, your whole family is back there cheering for you, you get the diploma. You forget about those nights you stayed up all night. You forget about that professor that drove you crazy. Because you got that reward. There are earthly rewards out there. And Job experienced it. Because of the choices Job made, God blessed him with an earthly blessing. Job started off with 7,000 sheep. He ended up having 14,000. He started out with 3,000 camel. He went up to 6,000. He had five thousand. I mean, 500 yoke and oxen as well as donkey. Went up to 1,000 a, a on each of them. They are earthly blessings. But I never read in the scripture where it said, then Job lived happily ever after after that. Because as soon as we get that earthly blessing, you know there's still five areas of hardship. And because we are still here, then those areas will present themselves. Because it is continued opportunity for us to grow and a continued opportunity for us to develop to be who and what God wants us to be. Now the question is, why are we here? Why do we try to live the life that we do? Is because we're looking for the ultimate goal. And what is the ultimate goal? Heaven. And only God has that for us. Heaven is defined in the Bible as a a place that has a mansion waiting for each of us. It's defined as having streets of gold, gates filled with diamonds. And these are just things that we understand because it's going to be better than that. So if that is the greatest gift, why do we think our hardship should be equal to or easier than our struggles for our earthly gifts? It's not supposed to be easy. And that's why we face the struggles we do. But it's about the choices we make within those struggles. See, the last portion of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13, the third portion says, but when you are tempted, God will provide a way out for you, a way where you can handle it and deal with it. That's why he knows we can get through anything because of what he provided for us. For those who have chosen to be Christians, to give your life to God, to be baptized, you have that gift. See, it all starts off in Romans ten seventeen, And faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We can only have faith in God when we hear his word. You don't just automatically lift up and go, God, okay, I believe in you. No, it comes from our studying. It comes from our reading. It comes from coming to church and hearing about him. That's how we get our faith. And then we have to believe it. Why? Because it's God. Mark 16, 16. The Bible goes on to tell us in Luke 13, 3, Repent. I say, nay, except ye repent, ye shall likewise perish. Well, what is repenting? Repenting is turning away from any other direction and go God's way. I'm sorry to say, I love my mom, but my mom wasn't God. I love my dad. My dad wasn't God. And a lot of times we spend our life saying, "I'm going to follow what this person said. God said, "Go my direction, because who is the only one who has control over heaven? I love your mama, but you don't. I love you, daddy, but you don't. God does. So he says, "Repent or likewise perish." The fourth step is confess. Matthew 10:32 and 33. "He who confessed me before man, him will I confess before my Father, which is in heaven." And it's that fifth step where God has given us exactly what we need to fight whatever difficulties we're facing. And that's baptism. In Acts 2.38, it says, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the," the Holy Spirit. God is putting himself in us. Our sins are washed away. When we go down into that watery grave of baptism, we come up a new creature, sinless, with the Holy Spirit in us. And a scripture that I learned when I was a child, and to this day, it just constantly just goes through my head, Philippians 4.13, For I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, that's what we have inside of us. And God knows that. So when we face hardship... God can defeat anything, and if he is in us, then we can bear anything. It's not going to be easy, and sometimes we feel the choice of just giving up is the right answer. But see, there's a saying that we had in basketball. You miss 100% of the shots you don't take. If you give up, how can you claim victory? Jesus tells a parable in Matthew. And the parable deals with uh, a master and their servants. And there comes a time when the master has to come up to the servants and judge them on what they have done. And the phrase that the master gives is what we look for our father. And that phrase is, well done, thy good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a few things. I will make you ruler over many. Enter thou into the kingdom of heaven. That is the ultimate reward that we seek. And to hear those words, do you think anyone's going to be concerned about the difficulty we went through to get there? But that's why we fight. See, it's easy for us to say that I'm a hard-fighting soldier. But when we got to go through the experiences that's when we put our words to action. You know, there's an old phrase that uh, many of us are familiar with It says, Actions speak louder than words. We can say all the right things, but when we're put to the test, what will our actions show? Now, don't get me wrong, we can't work our way to heaven. We're not perfect, and we'll never be good enough. But we'll get there on God's mercy and grace. We'll get there on what He gives us. And He has given it to us. But it is up to us to fight. See, we've come to the end of a year, and it's been a battle in all five areas for every individual here. But we're still here. And that's something to thank God for because that's the same thing Job did in the midst of his difficulties. There is a reward waiting for us. And to receive that reward, it will disconnect us from any of the hardship. Because that's why we were fighting. You know, I find many times when I look at myself and my life, and I created this thought process. And I actually give it to my students and been doing so for uh, the past number of months. That my goal is to be better today than I was yesterday, yet be better tomorrow than I am today. What I'm trying to tell myself is, one, I'm not perfect. And with all the difficulty I go through, God is trying to develop me. And every day I have the opportunity to become better. I've seen some changes in myself, and I still know i got a long way to go. That means I'm going to continue to have a fight. But my hope is to always choose God. My hope is to always put him first. And even when those struggles get harder, I know he's going to allow me the opportunity to overcome it. Because heaven wasn't promised to me down here. And I do face a lot of things just like every single one of you you know there's some gentlemen here and I'm going to put you out there I'm not going to say your name cuz you're older than me anyway so I do I will say that but I've talking to some gentlemen I realized that you know what the things that I go through it's not the first time because when I hear comments like this oh man I went through that 15 years ago oh I was going oh I'm dealing with it. and my thought is wow I'm not the only one And if they made it through, I can make it through. There are young people who have come to me with certain problems that they're dealing with. And I go, (laughs) I can remember that myself. See, the key is we have a family here. Don't be afraid to talk. Don't be embarrassed because you're going through something because someone has dealt with it. And they were able to fight through it because they are still here. That means you can fight through it because you have the same Holy Spirit that that person who made it through has. You know, if you're a young person, of course, you know, we have a, a, our youth group here. Uh, Carlos Carbajal said that there are avenues where if you need someone to talk to, that's available to you but you need to be involved so that you know these things are going on and what those avenues are. Many of you know we have our elders. We have deacons. We have ministry leaders. We have the minister. We have all these different things. There are avenues out there so that you don't have to keep it in because everyone is dealing with something. Now, I will let you know that there are more plans being made for the future. We would have loved to talk about them today, but that's not the case. But there are things available because Everyone is dealing with something. We call ourselves a family, but you got to realize we're available for each other. Because you're not alone, and we're all fighting for the same reward. Hard fighting soldier. You know, there's a lot of things that we know in life because we've read it, we've studied it. But when it's time to experience it, that's a whole different kind of know. And as you're going through it, it is difficult. As we go into a new year, I know the thought is we want everything to be easier. We want everything to be uh, better. I want to continue to improve. But in order for those things to happen, there has to be struggle. There's an old movie called Evan Almighty. And in that movie, Morgan Freeman plays God. And he has this saying in there, he goes, you know, God, if you go to God and ask for something, which is another phrase, you know, mom used to always say, be careful what you ask for, because you just might get it. If you go to God and ask for patience, God's not going to snap his finger and make you patient. But he is going to put you in situations where you can develop patience. If you ask for strength, He's not going to snap his finger and all of a sudden you're strong. You can deal with everything. But he's going to put you in situations to where you can develop that strength. Everything we go through is a development for us to be who he wants us to be. And in all our difficulty, somebody's watching. And the way you conduct yourself is strengthening for someone else because they saw how you dealt with it. We're all hard-fighting soldiers, and we're all dealing with something. I stand before you asking prayers for myself, for the battles that I face, because sometimes I don't come out with the right choice as Job did. If you are a child of God, and you have that Holy Ghost in you because you were baptized, and that's where you received it, maybe you haven't made the right choice also. That's when you come to the family, and you say, pray for me. Maybe you're an individual who hasn't chosen God the way he wants you to. Well, you heard the five steps. So when a song of invitation is sung, and of course it is Hard Fighting Soldier, which will be the song, that's your time to make the choice. And the hope is you'll do as Job and make the right choice. And even in the midst of the difficulties we face, still give God his honor. Give God his glory and praise God. And as we go into the new year, let's all fight together. And hopefully that day will come when we can stay together with our Father which is in heaven. As we sing the song of invitation, it is now your choice.